everyone. Welcome back to Measure Twice, Cut Once, with uh, the show that uh, steamrolls ahead every week and uh, does miracles to road services. Um, I'm Dirk from Sumo's Projects, both on YouTube, Instagram, um, some other places, Chris. Facebook. Face Facebook. Um, standing next to me is Hoss. Hoss, the... Uh, the enforcer. Yep. He's, uh, he's just been outdoors in the 50-metre professional uh, Olympic pool, uh, trying out for uh, the next Summer Olympics. Yep. Um, having some success in the diving, but not so much with the uh, the laps. I uh, swim like a rock. Yeah, yeah. Straight uh, to the bottom of the pool. The, that line at the bottom of the pool, you get a good indication of where yeah, that's where leading. I am. Yeah, yeah. so. No, we know I need a pool cleaner from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, this is Chris Zurek from Built by Chris. I'm the tubes. On the grams and on the books. Yeah, everywhere. It's a player. So this is um, our YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell and tell your mates, tell your mates' dogs, whoever, you know, cows in the paddock, someone yep. who can tune in, watch us. And we're on a podcast too, aren't we? We are, yeah. I don't know which uh, which one you go to, but um, we're definitely on that. So yeah, jump on, have a listen as well. Right, so um, no, we have a we have a guest uh, from uh, a nice part of the world, mate. But my my way, it's uh, that, that good old Golden Valley. It's yeah. uh, you know filled with fruit. Yeah, yeah. Filled with foods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit hotter than your host doesn't travel there because no, it's no, I, I, eight I, degrees warmer. I don't I don't take uh, heat too well. I'm not a no. Bring on winter is what I want to yeah, say. That's right. That's mm. right. But today we have a, a guy who's uh, he's pretty active on Instagram, and we met him at the Melbourne Maker Meetup along with Rob and a whole host of other great uh, like-minded folks. Yep. So his name is Paul Paul Angus. He's um, I think he's uh, Long Splinter. Long Splinter. On, yes. On Instagram, we will put down a, a link in the description. We will. Yes. So yeah. you'll be able to see where he is and what he does. That's right. So, Chris, why not get him into out of that green room into the, the blue room or the cool room? The main room. The main room. Chat room. You bring him into the main studio. G'day, bud. How you going, Fubba? I'm good, mate. Listen, have you got any blanks from Mind Matter Create? I certainly do. I, I just happen to have them here in front of you. Okay, I want to buy them, please, because I'm going to turn some pens. It's a pleasure to be able to do business. Here they are, sir. And uh, many happy returns on your pen-making endeavours. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you have to pay for that. Right, let me let me do my computer wizardry here. Thank you. <laughs> Good work, Gandalf. Ah, oh, hey, I'm getting good at this stuff, aren't I? You should work in IT. I should. <laughs> we are, we are uh, honoured to have today Paul Angus on our show, Measure Twice, Cut Once. Paul, welcome. Um, we uh, really look forward to uh, chatting to all types of people. And even you. <laughs> even you. <laughs> Thanks, Chris and Dirk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Mate, we've got a good topic, but before we get into the topic, uh, can sure. you please just elaborate a little bit about your 
uh, your, your journey so far, as far as being someone who does DIY making, whatever you've done in the past? Yeah, look, um, most of my uh, my making's just been uh, problem solving or sorting out out issues or things that I've been um, you know faced with. Um, starting off as a kid, I think I was in um, in primary school. Um, I made a made a little stand for my clock. Um, in my bedroom, I didn't have any, uh, a hell of a lot of room and my alarm clock was across the other side of the room. I wanted it close to my bed so I could hit it and uh, turn it off. Um, so I ended up making a, a, a stand um, that fitted over the top of my uh, uh, the frame of my bed, um, gave it a coat of paint and um, put a back on it to stop the clock from falling off. So um, most of the things that I, I built was um, sort of you know, solving problems or trying to make things work better. Um, I remember sort of um, as I got into a teenager, uh, dad, dad had some uh, had some speakers sitting around. Um, he had a stereo that he'd managed to pick up, similar to the to the unit that you've got there behind you. Um, and um, the speakers were just <laughs> dad had them hanging. Um, life of life of having a father in uh, in, in electronics. Um, he was all about function, not about form. So I think I recall making some speaker boxes. Um, they weren't exactly the prettiest looking things, but they were more function um, than anything else. And it just gave gave the sound a bit more bass. Um, and I think sort of more recently, um, my projects have become, uh, become more about sort of making space and, and fixing functional problems in the house where, you know, I need to be able to put stuff and providing a bit more room in the house. Um, and um, I think sort of certainly more my uh, my time now is is sort of uh, you know as it's stated clearly on the top of my Instagram post in the digital world um, it's important to have an analog hobby um, and I think uh, having something where you get to use your mind in a completely different manner and get to use your hands um, and um, and you you end up at the end of the day, you've built something physical that you can look at and poke at and uh, put a coat of stain or varnish or paint on it is, um, is, is a great thing for, um, for an active person. Uh, that's, so, yeah. um, that's, that's becoming, uh, Dirk, correct me if I'm wrong here, that's becoming a common thread to all the people that we're, we're speaking to. Everybody's yeah. saying they've got a, a full-time job that they go to, you being a truck driver, me working in the, um, the, the cardboard industry. Um, we need that release hmm. to get yep. away from the the, the tr drudgery of life. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's that's one thing with all the people that we've spoken to, all the people that we've interviewed. Everyone's got the same the same thing. We need something to do outside of work. And um, speaking of the common thread, and, and the main crux of today's show is Paul was going to you know wants to talk a little bit about. Um, where he's at at this stage, yeah. and we're all at different stages. So, basically, to express, you know, uh, his learning so far, and where he perhaps wants to be in twelve months or five years' time. Yep. If you have a plan of attack, Paul, um, what are you looking at? Are you, um, you know, do you, do you have to build up your tool arsenal, or you know, all, all things involved? With or is there a certain direction that he wants to go in? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the process of uh, trying to set my garage up into a, a workshop, um, finish off parts of my work, um, my bench that I've, I've um, it's been um, <laughs> hilariously, it's been a four year project um, in between, um, you know, moving house, um, 
doing other jobs around the property. So um, uh, I'm trying to finish off my workbench um, and um, certainly there's probably a couple of other tools that I wouldn't mind getting my hands on. I certainly need to, to sort through which sharpening system I'm going to use for my planes. Um, but I'm pretty comfortable with uh, a lot of the hand tools that I've got. Do you have um, the, the standard tools? Do you have a table saw or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so I've, um, a couple of years ago, I, uh, I looked heavily into table saws, which um, uh, was, uh, was how I actually came across uh, Down Under Woodworks. Um, was sort of contemplating um, going down the, the, the Heron and Forbes Hapco um, uh, line up for a table saw, um, and then uh, I think it was about uh, a visit to Carbotech here in Melbourne uh, led me down the path. Once you actually you physically see that uh, the, um, in in person, you get to see the the, the sausage test in, in live in front of you, and it kind of um, uh, saves you from um, you know. Uh, from actually removing one of these. Now, um, I I make a living out of these, um, being in the IT industry. Um, so it's uh, it's it's sort of more paramount um, to, to have a have a, saw, a decent saw. So I've bought a I've actually got the job site saw stop. Um, I couldn't quite couldn't quite make the space permanent for um, for anything more. You've, you've touched on um, the size of your workshop. What, what are the dimensions? Just let us know how big it is. Uh, so it's about three metres wide, and um, it's it's just on uh, just just under um, six metres long. Um, and uh, so if you sort of cut that into thirds, um, I've effectively got uh, two thirds of that space. Yeah, Paul, you're a relatively tall person, tall man. I'm, yes, I'm that's where the long part of my of my uh, Instagram comes from. Yes. So six foot five, roughly. Yeah, about six foot five and three quarters. So I'm just uh, I'm just trying to assess. Now, this is not being silly, but if you're taller, does that yep. become a restriction on the standard size machines? You know, because for one, yeah. you have to. Yeah. Does that play? Yeah. So I'm. I'm I built my. Uh, it's it's sort of a um, you know I'm serious and I, I mean this seriously. I just wish uh, the I'd known about the Aussie Ocker workbench because um, when I started designing and building the workbench it was over four years ago and I hadn't come across Cuffy. Um, and in fact, uh, there was a guy called Jordan um, over in Western Australia who's who's now doing surfboards, yeah, and yeah. Jordan. Um, Jordan's workbench was kind of the inspiration, but I ended up with um, with a whole uh, a whole raft of um, construction grade flooring, um, so you know the, the, the twenty four mil sort of stuff, and um, came up with a way of trying to sort of fathom myself a workbench. But the reason I'm talking about that is is I've actually made it a bit taller than than the average, so it's about a meter a meter high, uh, or a meter fifty, I think, and it's possibly just a little bit too tall. I think his push stick is his uh, extension on the hose for the shop vac. <laughs> <laughs> that, I tell you what, a good shop vac is worth its weight in, in, uh, in MDF dust, I swear. Yeah. So you, you, did, you did mention hand tools. Is that, is that something uh, you use 
probably more so than power tools, or do you find that so, it's a mix? So if we if we move away from sort of where I am today, and I'm you know sort of trying to clean up and finish a few jobs around the house, and and um, also you know sort of deck out my my workshop because you know so there's um uh, I think um, Cuffy did some nested tables. Um, he yeah, painted true, his legs, yeah. which is which is his his design choice. Um, I think what he's done is absolutely gorgeous, and I like the sort of the shape and the design of those. Um, I am looking to sort of get into making that sort of furniture. Um, there's there's a little bit of uh, work that um, uh, the Wood Father's done. Um, so Mario, he he's got some um, really nice sort of fine furniture um, that he's he's made along the way. Certainly, his more recent um, shop storage project. Um, and this is where it takes a bit of a twist because, um, you know, like the, the hammer here that I made at high school, um, there's a bit of welding involved in that. And once upon a time, I was actually, um, I'm still a grinder, always will be a grinder. So you're either a welder or a grinder, and I'm a grinder. Um, but my my welds weren't that bad, and I'd like to actually um, get to a place where I'm, I'm making some tables, whether it's coffee tables or dining tables, and um, doing them with metal legs. Um, so, you know, some of the stuff that I've, I've seen, um, you know, using a bit of tube steel, I think uh, Scott's... Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Um, Industries. Yeah, form industries, and um, I think Neil Paskin um, does a bit of uh, bit of tube steel work as well, and sort of getting to a stage where you know you want to make a nice table with um, some detail around it um, and a nice set of legs, um, and you're able to actually fabricate the whole lot from start to finish and, and finish it off and paint it. Um, you know, it would be something that I'd really enjoy. And I've got to say, um, Bob, look. We're talking about contrast. I, I have made some furniture and my workbench, I painted all, all these things I made out of um, 90 by 45, just machined them up and then yep. sprayed it black with black, you know, paint, a couple of coats and then a contrasting top. Might be a, you know, a walnut type figure or something like that in the timber. And that really comes up really good, you know. It's, mm. it's something that I like personally and you know, and it's good to hear that some other people are running air. Yeah, look, I, I think, um, uh, you know, if you're going to make some uh, make something that's got a few drawers in it, um, to uh, even if it is a, a sort of a, a Gifkin's jig sort of made dovetail, it doesn't really matter. Um, hand cut's just, you know, meant to be the best, and if you're really good at it, that's fantastic. But at the same time, I'm a realist, and I know that I don't um, end up having a lot of time out here in the shop. And, and you know, I, I still go for the hammer and nail approach and you know you need that chisel occasionally and the Japanese pull saws gets you it gets a job done like that quickly you know um, rather than trying to work out oh how am I going to use my power tools you know simple yeah. but simple um, yeah I uh, I'm, I'm certainly more than happy to keep things simple um, you know just just uh, Christmas in uh, 2021, I've managed to get a, a flush trim saw that I've been eyeing, eyeing off for a while. Whilst it's not expensive, um, I'd probably take more of a, a, an approach with my, my tool purchasing of what I um, what do I need now rather than oh, I want one of these and one of those. 
it's it's more of an approach of well, I'm going to need that from the next job that I'm doing, so um, that's that's what I um, I'll go out and purchase then. Yep, for sure, the right uh, right tool for the job. Yeah, it's, it's always a, a good thing to have. And yeah. I, I, I can strongly advise Paul if you um, you know if you like to recycle pallets or whatever, and you want to do a bit of welding, make yourself a pallet buster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I've I've seen um seen the the one that uh, Mark Dane is running with, and um, it looks quite uh, quite convenient. Well, I think there's a shed plant not too far from where you are, mate. You can always sneak in at, at night, you know. Well, yeah. When, I, when, yeah I, when I go up and visit the folks, mate, sure. But uh, yeah. uh, as a as a Melbourneite, um, yeah, it's a bit of a hike. Yeah, and don't uh, no, no, no slip past my joint because uh, I'm going to lock my slabs to the shed. <laughs> <laughs> so given we've spoken a little bit about your past, a little bit about your current, yep. um, this is not a job interview question, but it's <laughs> where, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Don't say running measure twice, cut once. Uh, no, no, Dirk, <laughs> um, I'll leave that to uh, to you two good gentlemen. Um, no, you probably do a better job. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, mate. <laughs> um, look, I'd, I'd, um, I'd probably, um, in sort of five to ten years, I'd, I'd like to sort of see myself um, churning out a few few bespoke pieces for some... Uh, for some um, you know, clients, um, getting getting to a point where I've got my my home furnished the way I want it with the, the furniture that furniture that's the right size for the place, um, and be pushing myself to, to probably go a little bit further. I'm not sure that I'd um, I'd get into the high end fine furniture um, making, but certainly, um, uh, you know. Um, Looking at us, you know, I'd like to specialise in Australian hardwoods, and I'm probably going to be sorry of saying that at one stage, because <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to end up sharpening a lot. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'd like to be able to to get to a point where I'm I'm sharpening my own saws, to, you know, the way Paul Sellers sort of you know, shares on his on his posts, um, making some really high high grade, um, good quality furniture. Um, that is something that most people in most uh, most homes would look at and go, I'm really pleased I bought that. It's a solid piece of furniture and um, um, it looks good in the, in the house. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't dismiss high-end furniture and you've been able to do it because I've seen Chris had some dissected furniture from quite a prominent shop selling furniture. And yep. under, under the, the lovely upholstery which fell apart the joinery was uh, a dog's breakfast yeah to say. yeah it was absolutely atrocious so, so you know i'm i'm not afraid to um certainly when i'm furniture has reached the end of its life and it's certainly not fit for anybody else to use not afraid to um you know, take a uh take it apart and actually have a look at it um you know i we went from a, a queen size bed to a, a, a king size bed um, about three or four years ago before we moved. And I actually took the bed base apart, cut it up the middle, and um, turned it into two extra long bed bases as you would with a king size um, uh, ensemble base. 
um, and I did it for about $200 and reupholstered the whole lot. Um, it took a little while in between, you know, working full time, but, um, you know, uh, after seeing how they make bed bases, mate, uh, nothing, and, and I've pulled other chairs apart too, nothing surprises me. It's, it's, it's pretty rough and ready with a bit of glue and a few, uh, a few, um, if they had if they had used glue in this, it would have probably made a little bit stronger, but there was no glue. Yep. There were that many staples in it that I'm surprised the bed didn't rust. Yeah. Instead, but it just, it was, and for yep. what they paid for it, and the, uh, we're not gonna, I'm not going to name the company they bought it from, but it was, it's a reputable company. It was, yep. it was, it was appalling. It really was. But, you know, we, we go back a little bit, and if we buy the, the, the panel wood from, say, the big store, Yep. Um, for one inch, 25 mil, yep. you might pay $100 per sheet. If you need two of yep. them, there's two hundred. That will get basically the top of a table, easily made. Um, and then the construction of the legs shouldn't cost you that much. Yeah. You've got a table that's, you could value it at, you know, compared to other shops, yeah. two and a half grand. Then you made it for a couple hundred dollars. So yes, it's, yep. it's a game, you know. If you, if you play it right. And if you, and if you wanted a nice uniform uh, or a different style of timber top on it, you can put a nice veneer over the top of that board that was yeah. fairly economically priced. I'll do you a favour, Paul. I'll, um, I'll send you these photos of my sister's uh, couch and you tell me what you think of it, all right? So <laughs> you will be... Probably, you'll probably be won't be too dissimilar from you, but yes, most definitely. Oh, easy, tiger. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, um, what, what do you think we've, uh, we've covered all this? Then, well, so. Yeah. No. We're glad to. You know, that topic was really good today, Paul. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. Thanks for that. Yeah. Sure. And, I think. Um, um, I think being in the maker community and um, you know wanting to to sort of further yourself with skills, um, and meeting people that um, have got skills that you're interested in achieving, and, and they're sharing it out within in the maker community on whatever format. As long as you're able to consume that format, reach out to the person and actually ask them questions. Yeah. Um, but nearly everybody that I've I've reached out to or, or interacted with on Instagram have been absolutely amazing to to, to talk to or even um, even to have a have a laugh with. Um, you know, whether it's a, a dad joke or a bad joke, same same but different. Um, or um, uh, you know, you're just generally needing some support or help because there's you've heard of something but you don't quite know how to go about doing it um, and getting that tip to go and have a chat to this person over here because they know how to do it is just been amazing. Um, and it certainly, um, you know, that Make It Meetup last year and the, and the opportunity, of, I think there's about four or five people that I've met that I've never seen before and now I'm, I'm just that bit richer for knowing knowing these individuals. And seeing their, um, seeing what they're producing, and uh, somewhere along the line, they're going to be helping me along my journey as well. We're all here to help one another, Paul. That's the big. That's the good yeah. thing about the maker community in Australia. We're all here to help each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And long, long may we have the meetup. You know, be it in Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane. Yeah. But maybe we can incorporate a little bit of workshopping or something into the yeah, next one for sure, and make yeah. it a bigger day. So anyway. All right. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and meet you again, even though it's over the net. But Thank you. Uh, Not a problem. 
inspired to catch up with you in another yeah. Well, Thank hopefully you. Uh, by the time you get around to getting to see my workshop, it will be a lot neater than it is right now. <laughs> sounds good. Behind the oh, camera, right. you don't want to see. Yes, what we yeah. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Good to talk. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for your time. No worries. Cheers, mate. G'day, Hoss. You look like you're in trouble. Yeah, Harry. Thanks, mate. Um, I've, I've been trying to sand up this blank, but I just can't get it shiny enough. Mate, I've got a two-part solution from Custom Creations. Really? Does it work? Give it a try. I will. How'd you go, mate? Harry, that was the best stuff you could have given me. Look how shiny this pen's come up. That is superb. I oh, love it. Brilliant. G'day, Hoss. How are you, Harry? Good, thank you. I'm looking at doing a little bit of epoxy work. Yes, I can help you there. Do you have a product? I do. Who, who does it come from? It comes from Hammeroo. Let me have a look, please. My, my, that looks like a two-part mix. It is a two-part mix, and it's a two-to-one mix, as it says on the bottom. Is it made in Australia? It is. I might take a few more, then. Well, I only have these. I'll take those. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Harry. You're welcome, boss. Good to pay. <laughs> So, that was a, another uh, fun-filled episode, Chris. Yes, something we learned about another maker yep. and uh, his journey. Yep. And uh, that's always a good thing. It is, it is. And, you know, like, we're meeting more people who are doing things differently. And actually, Paul presented this topic today as, a, as part of, you know, what he wanted to discuss. And yep. we found it quite interesting because it's, it's something we hadn't really delved into no. too deeply. Um, so, look, everyone out there, leave a comment. Um, please subscribe to Measure Twice, Cut Once. Hit the uh, notification bell. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an advisory thing to tell you. We have got a video up on YouTube. Yep. Join us on our on, on the podcast stream, Measure Twice, Cut Once, the same deal. Uh, we'll have to change the thumbnail a little bit on that, I think, Chris. We've still got the old thumbnail, haven't we? Have we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two measuring tapes and a saw. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, Thank you very much to Rob for hosting us today and letting you set some Olympic qualifying times in the pool. <laughs> but um, um, so thank you everyone for watching and uh, we'll catch you on the next Grouse episode of Ninja Twice Cut Ones. We will, so, yes, for sure. You, you sign off. I'm going to say bye for now. Now we're live. How'd you go with that rehearsal, Paul? Was that all yeah, right? That was great, mate. <laughs> <laughs> super fantastic. And occasionally you're allowed to make a mistake. Yeah, but I, more occasionally than not. <laughs> Can you give me a one, two, three? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirty-four. <laughs>